The Sharks' offense continues to struggle as they fall 3-1 to one to the Panthers. Uh, we're going to chat about the offense, look at what the numbers say, and then analyze Mackenzie Blackwood's continued strong play. So all that and more on today's episode. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, contributor at Inside the Rink, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen. Probably part of the Locked on Network, we cover your team every day. And if you want to be an everydayer, all you have to do is just follow along wherever you get podcasts, or you can subscribe on YouTube as well, or do both. Both is great. Um, so today we're going to be discussing the Sharks 3-1 loss to the Florida Panthers, um, dig into the offense, try to find some shining stars, one being our Swedish son, William Eklund. He had a great game tonight, great game tonight. Um, and we're going to talk about McKenzie Blackwood's play. We're going to dig into the numbers, all that and more. But before we do that, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you guys by GameTime. Uh, download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. So, um, the Sharks' offense—it is—it's uh, struggling, right? And you you continue to see little baby steps and signs of growth as well, when we dig into the numbers a little bit more here in a second, but. Um, they have played six games and they have scored more than one goal once uh, this season, right? It has been a struggle for this offense to find consistent goal scores. And they, they have been doing a lot of good stuff. Um, again, William Eklund, who we'll chat about here in a minute. Um, they're, they're creating good opportunities, but they just don't have the horses right now to be able to um, kind of compete put together a, a bunch of good lines or quality lines. And I think when Logan Couture comes back, I think that might solve all, some of these scoring issues as we know Couture last year did have a, you know, Couture is a 20 to 25 goal score that you can kind of pencil in. And again, right now you have Zetterlin and Zadina uh, both have two goals. Um, everybody else is at one or less. Right. Um, and like I don't picture Zetterlin and Zadina to be your leading score goal scorer. Like if Zadina is your leading goal scorer, you can, you know, by the end of the season, like you can kind of, I can see a world where that is, you know, but um, you're just not getting enough production, especially from guys like Mike Hoffman, Anthony Duclair. Like it's, it's these guys need to start hitting the back of the net at some point. I'm sure it'll, it'll start to comment at some point, right? Remember Timo Meyer last year, um, noted goal scorer, um, basically went the first 10 games without scoring a goal. And then he ended up with 40 goals last year. And we know goal scores. Sometimes it can start like this where all you need is that one. And before they start to go in and even Tomar Turtle, right. Who's played really well this, this season, um, Got his first one the other night, and I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see more from Tomas Hurdle. But as for tonight, right, 
kind of a slow start from the Sharks where they they were getting outshot in the first period. Um, you know, it was I think it was nine to three at one point uh, late in the first period. Then I think the defense started to kind of come together and the offense started to kind of play well. But, um, you know, it was some special teams on that kind of, you know, was was we we. You know, I, I discussed about with with Armando how I think special teams could be one of the deciding factors in this game, and it was pretty even, right? But the crucial, like Florida, they get the the weird. There was a weird five on three for a minute, then turned to be out to be four on three um, with two kind of bogus calls, one on the Sharks and one on on the Panthers there. But like, you're not able to kind of shut down that four on three and then you get an opportunity at the end of the game with, you know, under five minutes left, you get a power play. Um, Jacob Peterson draws a power play and you're just not able to turn that into a goal. And Sharks had some opportunities, but um, that's just kind of, you know, where this team is at right now. They just cannot convert their opportunities uh, because some of these guys, you know, your Hoffman's, your Duclairs, uh, Repair Banoff, some of these guys who are supposed to be contributors and big time contributors just are not contributing right now. And you've been getting some production from your young players, but it's the veterans, I feel, that are kind of the guys who are not, other than Hurdle, veterans are the ones who are not kind of uh, holding their end of the bargain right now. So um, let's talk about our sweeter son, William Eklund, who I thought had an amazing night tonight uh, was all over the ice. You saw the four checking um, just creating havoc. Anytime he has the puck with or without the puck, um, especially in the offensive zone that like doggedness to just go get, try to go get the puck. If he doesn't have it um, winning board battles, doing that little, like I don't, he, I don't know how defensemen don't know it's coming, but he gets the puck, right? This is how he sets up the Zettelin goal. He gets the puck in the corner. He goes, the defenseman follows him, he shifts back, and then he shifts back before the defenseman has any idea. And a great pass from behind the cre- from behind the net to Zettelin, who has basically a wide open cage uh, to pop it in. And Equin is so good at, we saw it again later on with his ability to kind of create space and then his ability to scan and know where his teammates are, right? Um Creates an opportunity in front of late in the third period with Jacob Peterson, um, who just can't can't quite finish. Um, the puck's a little bit behind her, but <laughs> Eklund wins a, a kind of a battle against a bigger opponent. I will add, um, and is able to corral the puck and send a back a pass backwards behind him to uh, Peterson, who's crashing the net like he's supposed to be. And if Peterson's like. A half second slower, um, he's probably in a good position to score. He just, you know, um, or if it's if it's Logan Gator, I think Logan Gator scores there, but uh it's just a little bit behind him, but he's not able to crash at him. But we saw all night that Eklund Peterson LeBanc line. Um, when we dig into the numbers here, the lines, but that line was was really, really good tonight. And I think eventually when Logan Gator comes back, if you replace um, Peterson with Logan Couture, nothing to Jacob Peterson, but Logan Couture is a, just a better player. Um, if you replace that that line, like if you have that line together, um, that's that's not too bad of a line there. And then maybe if LeBanc or Zadina or whoever, but like I think that you have the makings of a pretty solid line. And 
you know, I think Eklund, yes, he has two points on the season in six games, but like how many near misses have we seen from him? Um, somebody asked me if you, if on Twitter, if, uh, they thought that Eklund might get frustrated. And yes, it's going to get frustrated not seeing the production, but process of results right now. Um, he's making all the right plays. He's putting his teammates and his line mates in positions to succeed. And just imagine when it's not Jacob Peterson, but it's Will Smith or Quentin Musty or Macklin Celebrini there. Um that sounds pretty good to me. So um, process of results right now, especially for these young players. Um, how are they How are they making the most of their opportunities and what do they do with those? And I think with Eklund, especially in this game, he made some gr- he had some great opportunities. He made some he made his teammates better. And that's that's what you want to see, especially for a guy like Eklund. Right. Eklund, I don't think he's, he's I don't think he's ever going to be a 30 to 40 goal scorer, but. He can make his teammates, he can elevate a line. And I think once you start getting better talented players on a line with him, uh, that's when we'll really, really see him take off. So um, before we dig into the uh, number, we're going to dig into the numbers. We're going to talk about Mackenzie Blackwood's uh, great play. All that in just a minute. But first, we want to talk to you guys about our good friends over at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, or even just windshield wipers. Um, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need, and the prices you want, it's easier to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay guarantee fit only available to U.S. customers. All right. Um, Let's dig into the numbers. I have the Ducks Columbus game on right now, uh, which is, I think, going into overtime, which we need. We need. I know it's way too early to be looking at points, but uh, yes, it is an overtime. So both teams get a point. Let's go. Um, but digging at five on five, this was a little bit closer, but I mean, kind of the Panthers set the tone early and I think the Sharks did a good job responding. Yes. In the third period, they were down a goal and, and kind of playing catch up mode there. Um but I thought they did a good job of kind of establishing the establishing themselves. The second period was a really tight period, especially against a uh, Panthers team that is, you know, kind of a dark horse to be a um, Stanley Cup. You know, you put him, I think, in the Stanley Cup uh, conversation. So, um, but 45 minutes of five on five uh, ice time. Um, Ducks win it. Let's go. Um 40 to 50 shot attempts in favor of the Panthers. Uh, Actual shots, again, five on five, was 23 to 23. Scoring chances, 16 to 27 in favor of the Panthers. High danger chances, 7 to 17. 
And that is the big difference in this game is the Panthers got multiple, multiple quality shots right in front of the net. And the Sharks just weren't able to match that. So uh, we'll dig into how Mackenzie Blackwood responded with those here in a little bit. But um, expected goals for 2.15 to 2.12. So this is the first time I can remember all season where the Sharks actually had more expected goals for at 5.15 um, than the other team. Um, you can kind of point to the third period where, you know, I think maybe the Panthers were a little bit more protect mode, right? You have a one goal lead um, against a, an inferior opponent, right? You're trying to protect that lead, but um, you know, I, I, you can see where the Sharks kind of played with, with the Panthers for a good chunk of this game, especially in that second period where, you know, the Sharks did have a one goal lead and then the Panthers scored two goals. One of them being on the power play. Um, it was a pretty even period. Like if you dig in that second period, um, 15 to 16 shot attempts is at five on five, nine to eight in favor of the Sharks. Uh, but again, the scoring chances three to 11. So the Panthers quality over quantity uh, or the, just the quality, right? The high danger chances one to five in favor of, of the Panthers. And they got a goal uh, because of it. So um, digging into the forward lines. So, um, your forwards tonight, a little interesting, uh, with, with the forwards you had, uh, first line was, uh, Barabanov, Hurdle, Duclair. Then you had Eklund, Jacob Peterson, Kevin LeBanc, uh, Fabian Zetterlin, Nico Sturm, Mike Hoffman, and then Luke Cunning, Thomas Bordalo, and Philip Zadina. Um, so time on ice five, five V five, uh, the, Bear Banoff, Hurdle, Duclair line. Um, they played 943. Definitely drew the toughest assignment tonight. And uh, the numbers not super great. Uh, six shot attempts to 12. Actual shots on goal was four to three. Uh, expected goals for was 1.2 to 0.39 for that line. So um, definitely a little bit of struggle. But when you're playing against like Matthew Kachuk, who's pretty good at hockey, um, you know, that, that's going to happen. Gave up four high danger chances, produced zero. Um, and then two, four, four for the zone starts. Uh, quick note, Tomas Hurdle, seriously, absolute monster, uh, monster in the faceoff circle again. Um, 68%, six, almost 69% of his draws tonight. So, um, absolute monster. Nico Sturm, 71%. So uh, Sharks dominated the faceoff thing and they still lost the game. So, uh, yeah, 62% to 30% on faceoffs and still lost the game. So faceoffs, yeah, might be overrated. Um, second line. Eklund, Peterson, LeBanc played 937 time on ice. Uh, shot attempts were 6-7 to seven, uh, in favor of the Panthers. 3-4 to four, um, actual shots on goal. 0.35 to 0.26. So they did produce more expected goals. Um, that line. 2-3 to three scoring chances. 1-1 one to one high danger chances. Again, um, Panthers dominated the high danger chances um, in this game. 4-3-1. Uh, so a little bit more sheltered minutes. Um, you know, but... That line was, I think, was the Sharks' best line tonight. Um, I thought they did, like, they were the most noticeable line. Um, LeBanc, you can tell uh, physicality. They mentioned the broadcast, but a physicality from LeBanc that we have not really seen from him. So, especially when you're playing with Eklund, who's, um, 
you don't want Eklund just running around slamming dudes. Uh, like that's not his style. And Jacob Peterson's a little bit more slight guy as well. So um, not that Kevin LeBanc is some huge hulking monster. That's, but that line right now is working. Like I said, I think when Peterson, when Couture gets back, um, I would like to see the Eklund Couture LeBanc line or an Eklund uh, Couture Zadina line. We'll talk about the Zadina here in a little bit. But um, yeah, that line. I wouldn't be surprised if they stick together for the next game. So. Fabian Zetterlund, Nico Sturm, Mike Hoffman, 819 uh, time on ice, 3 to 11 shot attempts uh, in favor of the Panthers, 2 to 5 actual shots in favor of the Panthers, 2.26 to 0.37 expected goals in favor of the Panthers, 3 to 6 scoring chances in favor of the Panthers, 2 to 6 high danger chances in favor of the Panthers, um, 2 to 3 with your zone start. So, We've seen the Zetterlin Sturm combo work really well with Giovanni Smith. Um, that fourth line has been was one of the best lines for the Sharks earlier in the season. Um, you take out Giovanni Smith and you put Mike Hoffman, and that line just is not the same. So um, I'll let you kind of put two to two together with what's maybe not working on that line. So uh, Mike Hoffman again, not one, not a guy who's been. I would say he's been contributing as much as he should have should be contributing on this team right now. So, and then the Luke Cunning, Thomas Borlow, Philip Zadina, and believe me, I got all the mentions today. Is why is this fourth line together? Um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like, why is Zadina playing on the fourth line? And like, I think for whatever reasons, Zadina's in the doghouse right now. But this fourth line was great tonight. Um, 7.33 time on ice, 14 shot attempts for nine allowed shots for six to six uh, 0.5 expected goals for was the best out of all the Sharks lines. Uh, 0.21 expected goals against the best out of all the Sharks lines when it came to defense. Five scoring chances gave up four, three to three to high danger chances. Um, and one, two, three zone starts. So it's not like it was this line was getting a lot of quality zone starts. Um Bordelos, Adina, and then you swap out Luke Cunning. Luke Cunning and Hoffman are the two guys right now who are, I think are really not doing what they need to do. Luke Cunningham is a great penalty killer. Uh, I know Mike Hoffman's on helps on the power play, but like, I think you can point to those, those guys right now, her, you would like to see someone else, but you're not going to, especially with Mike Hoffman, uh, you know, established vet who gets paid a lot of money and Luke Cunningham, like he does a lot of the little things, add some grit and toughness, all that stuff. But um, those, I, I think the guys that personally, I would like to see like, a Bordelow Zadina line like that, that's a great sounding line, right? Especially Zadina, who's shown a physicality that we haven't really seen from him before. Um, he's, you know, and I think with Bordelow's creativity with Zadina, like you can see where that line, uh, but again, it's like a lot of these lines, you, you feel good about two thirds of the line, but that last guy just isn't really kind of it. So, uh, will be interesting to see what what uh, Quinn does going forward. I wouldn't be surprised though if we see the same lines on Thursday when they play um, the Lightning because, like, yes, this team can't score, but I thought overall, like, again, you've seen those baby steps with the offense, and I think letting some of these guys get some chemistry together might be kind of the best thing for the Sharks. Right? Remember last year with Quinn, um, how much this team struggled at the beginning of the season. And it took him about a month before like the offense started clicking, and then. 
October or November, December, the offense was really, really good. Granted, you had Eric Carlson and Timo Meyer driving a lot of play, but you like a lot of the underlying numbers with um, their high danger chances and their scoring chances. Um, those those took a big jump kind of after the team got got some chemistry together. So um, we'll see if that I don't expect a huge jump, but. Once these guys play a little bit more, especially when you if you get Mikel Granlin back, hopefully at some point soon, um, when Logan Gator comes back, you get some of these guys healthy again. Like you could see where the offense could start to take a, a some steps here and be a little bit more productive, especially if Eklund continues to play the way he's playing. So uh, we're going to finish up by talking about Mackenzie Blackwood and his strong game tonight um, here in one second. But first, we got to talk about our good friends over at Game Time. And um, you shouldn't have to worry about buying tickets for your next big event. Um, you've got Warriors just kicked off. Um, you've got the Sharks. You've got the Niners. Um, you still have plenty of concerts going on. Uh, if you want to go to a comedy show, theater events, whatever you want to do, Game Time's got you covered with killer last-minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guaranteed. Um, last minute tickets, they got flash deals, they got zone deals, easy to find and buy tickets all from every kind of event in your area. And I love they have the views of the seat. You know exactly what your seat's going to look like because there's nothing worse than getting there uh, and realizing you have bad seats. Actually, the only thing worse is when you go to check out and they add a bunch of fees on top. You don't have to worry about that with game time. The lowest price guarantee, you can see how much your tickets are going to cost before you um, go to check out. There's no hidden fees all up front. You buy tickets in two seconds with two taps. And they're obsessed with finding deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. Even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last-minute seats. So take the guesswork out of buying with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NHL. O L O C K E D O N N H L for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Mackenzie Blackwood has uh, just been a nice, nice, steady presence for the Sharks. Had a gr another great night tonight, stopping uh, 32 of 34 shots. Uh, poor Mackenzie Blackwood, though, getting just hammered with shots. But um, 941 save percentage tonight, like... This this the Sharks have had a goalie like this for a while where you uh, you feel confident, like if you can get like three on the board, you got a real chance of winning the game, especially the way Blackwood's been playing. And he continued that tonight. So um looking digging into his numbers, all situations, um, 34 of 32, two goals against expected goals against all situations was 3.85. So you basically saved almost two more goals than expected. Um 941 save percentage, 211 goals against. Um, high danger, high danger, all situations. 21, 21 shots. <laughs> I don't think the Sharks have had 21 high danger shots this whole season. Um, that's a lie. They they definitely have, but that's like three games for the Sharks to get to 21 high danger shots. Um, the Panthers did that in one game tonight. 21 high danger shots. He made 19 high danger saves. Um, gave up two goals. Uh, 905 save percentage. 
I would just be happy if the shark, one of the sharks goalies ended with a 905 save percentage on the season. He had a 905 save percentage, high danger save percentage tonight. That is uh, mind boggling. Like 750 high danger save percentage is like a good high danger save percentage. He had nine, 905 tonight. Um, like there's goalies, there's probably a goalie tonight who went 19 of 21, like um, just in a full game. He did that in high. That's absolutely bonkers bonkers what blackwood is doing right now um i don't know if it can last the whole season but let's let's enjoy mackenzie blackwood for what he's doing right now he has been a breath of fresh air in in the crease and uh tip of the cap hats off whatever like blackwood has been just ups he's given the sharks a chance uh night in and night out like oh my it's it's ridiculous um Four out of four for mid-danger shots. Eight for eight uh, low-danger shots. So, yeah. Um, I I would assume with the Sharks having three and four coming up, right? So Thursday they play against the Lightning. Friday they play against the Canes. And then uh, Sunday, their last trip, or their last game of the road trip, they play against um, the Capitals. If I'm trying to guess what I think David Quinn's going to do. I think he's going to put Blackwood in a position to try to start two out of three there. And I would assume probably starts against the uh, lightning on Thursday, Capo Kakinen on Friday versus the hurricanes. And then uh, you let Mackenzie Blackwood play against the capitals, especially the capitals team, which has also struggled a ton recently. And that might, that's the game you're kind of circling as that could be the first one right there. If you're looking at the calendar, um, a capital team that has been absolutely just dreadful this season. I think they got shut out. They did get shut out tonight or no, they scored one goal, excuse me, uh, one goal tonight against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, they have scored. They've been shut out once they've scored two, one, two, one so far this year. Um, and they play against. Yeah. They'll have a little bit of a rest advantage. Actually, no, they'll be on the same rest, excuse me, as uh, they play Friday night and then they play again on Sunday with against the Sharks. But um, that's the one you're kind of circling as like, okay, this could be the game where the, the Sharks finally get their first win. Um, and I think having Blackwood go out on that, that would be what I would guess with him. But um, Mackenzie Blackwood has just been – he's – been great for the sharks this year um we'll see how long the health goes i think you do have to worry about continually running them out and i think we would as the season goes on like to see a little bit more split between uh him and capo kakinen um so that way you don't wear out mckenzie blackwood like mckenzie blackwood probably shouldn't be starting 50 55 games for you but um maybe that 48 range i know two games doesn't sound like a lot but like Anytime you can try it, you know, you don't want to wear him out, especially for a guy who has not been the picture of health um, for the season. I know you're still you're trying to win games and trying to put your best players out there, but you got to also figure out what what you have in Capo Kakanen. And I think getting these guys in a routine of, you know, every other or whatever it is. Um, so that's what I expect. I expect Blackwood Thursday, Capo Kakanen Friday um against the canes and i then blackwood again on sunday so um but yeah hats off to mckenzie blackwood dude's been an absolute stud um all season long i know it's three games or whatever but like 
uh, four games now. So he's been an absolute stud uh, more than I expected from, from him. And I think you would probably be lying to yourself if you just said this, what you expected from, from Mackenzie Blackwood. So um, it'd be nice to have some sort of answer in, in net for the next couple of years as uh, you're starting to see the offense start to grow a little bit. I think once they start to get some pieces back, um, figure out the lines, figure out some chemistry, We'll, we'll dig into the defense tomorrow. I'm going to spend a whole episode because we don't really talk a lot about defense on the, on the podcast. Uh, we're going to spend a whole episode tomorrow kind of digging into the defense, uh, which guys have looked good, which guys have kind of underperformed. So we'll dig into that tomorrow um, for the season so far for the season. And then if you get Mackenzie Blackwell, like you can see where this team is going uh, here sooner rather than later. So um, that's going to be it for me today. Like I said, we'll be back tomorrow to discuss. Uh, we're going to dive deep into the defense. Um, and then uh, we'll be back. We got two games this week. Um, we got some CUDA games coming up. Uh, plenty of college hockey. There's there's a lot of stuff going on. So uh, next week we'll be able to, we got some time off. We'll be able to kind of dig into some of the prospects. I uh, got a good interview lined up uh, for you guys. So one of the Barracuda players will be joining me for next week. Um, so we'll got plenty of stuff so make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts or you can subscribe on youtube as well uh follow the show on twitter facebook uh instagram at lockdown sharks follow me on twitter at my fry hole and on instagram if you want to it's also at my fry hole uh just mostly pictures of of the kids in dakota but whatever um and yeah until tomorrow bye friends <laughs>